the case of DMX. If people are not familiar with him, he is a very known hip hop icon rapper that recently transitioned here probably a few couple days ago. Uh, at least when I'm recording this, probably about the time it gets out, it will be probably close to a week. But the the case of DMX, he I just I wanted to talk about this because you know, with 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 somebody as big as he is, uh, passes you get a lot of uh, obviously a lot of love, a lot of hate, you know, so to speak, just because he was a professed Christian, and you know, you get a lot of people making their opinions, having their assumptions, and doing all that. I want to say this: I do believe, for one, I mean, I don't, I never knew him personally, but. I do believe that DMX was a brother, brother in the Lord, for sure. That's just my discernment, how I look, looked at him and, you know, observed him from the stuff that I saw in his interviews, um, how, you know, what he said, how he said certain things, all that stuff. So I, I do believe that he is a brother or a soldier in the Lord. So people that are not familiar with DMX uh, that are listening to this. He was, I don't know if you would really call him a gangster rapper, you know, but he was more kind of in that vein with the with the guns and the violence and uh, robbing, stealing and shooting and stuff like that. So he was in that vein. But then also he was um, an artist that always displayed his spiritual side, which that would kind of triggered me to him when, you know, when he came out. I think I remember, I think in 1998, he came out with his debut album is Dark and Hell is Hot. It had the, you know, had the singles, had the jump. I think that's what they had the Rough Riders jump on there. And that was that was live everywhere, whether you were down south, west coast or whatever. So, you know, having that. But then when you actually got his CD and you listen to it or you just play it all the way through, you know, you saw different sides of him. And then off every on every album, when he ended it, he always ended it with a prayer and you know i was like wow that's that's different you know what i'm saying just because you know all before it was you know kill kill murder i'm gonna do this to you da 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 and then to end it it was like wow and it seemed like sincere you know what i mean so it was kind of like a really okay it was interesting so and people when, when it comes to these times and and somebody passes of this nature people try to make an example out of somebody an example by saying like, well, DMX, you know, did this and did it this way. So I can also do this how he did it because he reached people, you know, being like this. And so, you know, maybe I can do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? And whenever I hear people or even try to to come into that lane like that, I just and now I just shake my head. I'm just like, that's just straight foolery, bro. Like, People are who they are. Individuals, we're we're all going to be judged individually. We're not going to be judged by because so-and-so did it and that's how they did it. So, you know, I'm going to do the same thing, too. That's that's the crazy part about it. Like DMX, he was a very he had a troubled childhood. I, I remember his um documentary and he had, you know, it's a lot of stuff that they got into with his childhood that. You know, he didn't have his father around. His mother was a teenager when he had him. And, you know, he was in and out of homes. 
he had, you know, his mom's, his mom was beating him. And a lot of his mom's boyfriend was beating him too, you know, black and blues, you know, till his teeth, you know, fell out and stuff and went to a juvenile facility. It's just, it's a lot of different stuff, you know, and anybody in the black community knows just how important it is for structure for a uh, father to be in that household. And he didn't have it. And usually other people that usually get by, they, they usually have a strong mom or somebody else uh, in his, in their life to really bring them up to par, to really, you know, drive certain things home. And, you know, DMX didn't really have that, you know, from, from my knowledge and looking at his story and documentary and stuff like that, he didn't, he didn't have that stuff, man. So he was, you know, rare in that case, at least, at least, you know, a lot, everybody in general doesn't, you know, go through all the stuff that he, he went through, through his childhood. And obviously I believe he attached to faith, I guess, during maybe one of his uh, jail times or just kind of growing up around the way, maybe some people witnessed to him or whatever, whatever happened. But, you know, he found the scriptures, found the Bible and was really just praying to to the Lord, always bigged up. Jesus said Jesus a lot of times, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't, you know, ashamed about that part, but to try to compare yourself to him and to be like, I want to do X, Y, and Z. Like for me, I know I never could do that. Like I grew up with both parents in my household, a strong father uh, that disciplined me, put standards in my life and, and did stuff of that nature. So for me to like, for me to get into this, this whole, like I, I know better to do a lot of stuff. And for, for, for some people to want to try to copy somebody else or I'm going to reach him like DMS will curse you out in the beginning, but then he'll pray for you at the end. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like in, in some people, how can I say it? They use it as an excuse to just to do what they want to do, even though they know better. They'll use X, Y and Z or this person over here as an example, saying that they did it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, that's not you. You probably knew better. You probably grew up having more standards and having a more stable home and not going through all these different circumstances, you know, for you to be able to comprehend how DMX comprehended. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever had to rob somebody to put food on your table to feed your child, to feed your wife? You know what I'm saying? Have you ever been in that state? I know I haven't. And so, but I know he was. And so it's just a whole different type of mentality. Then you put that on top of getting into, you know, the music industry and getting hooked on drugs at a very early age, I believe it's teenage years. And you put all that stuff together. It's like, look, it's just a lot of stuff going on. And I I remember in his documentary, he articulated that how he had to internalize his pain because uh, his mom dropped him off at some uh, juvenile village facility and just left him there without. Uh, and he thought he was going back home with her. And he was for lack of better. He was just lonely and he just couldn't believe he left. She left him there. And he said from that point on, he pretty much just learned how to eternalize everything. And, I, and you know, and the music really kind of helped him to bridge that gap and to really put out his uh, feelings and his thoughts and and the things that he was going through. And if you're not going through what that man went through, we can't use him as an example to be like, I want to do that too. You can do that too 
in your own lane, like in, in how you want to articulate and do all this stuff. I've, you know, I see people and I'm around people that curse, you know, I'm, I don't really use curse words like that. You know, I, I, that's not in my regular speech. I put it that way. That's not in my regular speech. Can stuff fly out some certain times if you're angry or something like that, possibly, but that's not in my regular speech. So if I do that, that would be out of character for me. That wouldn't be me, you know, and people, you know, I grew up around people that, you know, you know, they don't really curse and it don't even sound right coming out their mouth. And it's like, yo, like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? So they'll use somebody else, an example of, you know, see, they do this, they do. But, but what about you, though? You know, you have to you have to be you like you can't you're not going to go to God and be like, you know what I'm saying? He said, why you do this? Da, da, da. I'll be like, well, so and so they did it and it looked successful for them. So I thought I'd do it, too. Like, I think when you break it down like that, it's like it's like it, it sounds pretty crazy. A lot of people do stuff like that. They'll look at somebody else and be like, well, since they actually behave this way or said it this way and it worked, you know what I'm saying? I can I can do the same thing. And, you know, we're, we're based on on individuals. So with the case with DMX, he was he probably I would say epitomized Romans seven in Romans seven. I think. It is. It starts with 14. It says that. So the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I'm all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not doing so I'm not the one doing wrong. It is the sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And so when you read this, it's not I think some people can read this and make it. It's an excuse. See, that's what I'm feeling. That's what I do. So it should be OK if I did that or do this and indulge in that. And that's not giving an excuse in hand. This author here is, is really articulating kind of the opposite, because even at the end of this whole chapter, it says, but thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So see how it is in my mind. I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. And so it's saying we have, but we have hope. Like we all feel this way. We all feel that Romans seven pressure in our everyday life, but thank God we have Jesus Christ as our Lord. Okay. But just because we have Jesus don't mean we don't need to fight. And so we got to fight different stuff every day. Everybody's different. Everybody has uh, their sin that they, you know, more gravitate more to others than more than others. Like my thing may have been porn, pornography. Somebody else's may be drug or alcohol or, you know what I'm saying, uh, cheating, their addiction to you know, touching some other women or other men or however you want to categorize it. But whatever that is, you know, other everybody has their own thing. Some people are more so the same. Others are a little bit different. It's not giving an excuse to, let's say, a DMX that 
you know, was was definitely you can tell in his life um, just looking at stuff, um, what you would call double minded, you know, things coming out of his mouth and then pray and and to do all that. But it was you can tell this is a constant struggle. Not only you can tell he would tell you it's a struggle, but he would be real and honest about his. And I think everybody, you know, you you can't do nothing but respect that. You know what I'm saying? So. You, you you have to respect somebody that that knows, OK, this is what I should do, but I don't. But I'm just messed up. Like, but then there's another level to it to where you want to do something about it. You want to find the help to in order for you to get yourself right. And I believe I know he checked himself into a rehab a, a couple of times. And so and the story is out there that he died or passed over an overdose I've saw some other conflicting news out there that contradicts that, you know, but as of this time, we don't know. So I think they're just um, putting it as an overdose at this time. So we'll just just leave it at that for the moment. So I just wanted to put out there that's the case of him being who he was and and his life is it's inspirational. Like, honestly, when you look at him and like I remember seeing him. I think backstage one of his big tours had Puffy, Jay-Z and all that stuff. He was just, you know, getting there praying with them just with with the force and the boldness of his voice, just screaming the name of Jesus and the scriptures and to do all that stuff. And you know what I'm saying? You you felt that if you if you listen to that stuff, you see it, you you really felt it. So I do believe he um, is a brother. You know what I'm saying? But. Just because he led his life a certain way and had his certain trials and tribulations, as we all do, you know, but his fight is not necessarily what our fight is or what it was or dealing with all that different trauma. And, you know, then you being so famous, you basically have everything at your fingertips when you want it, how you want it. You know what I'm saying? That's just a whole nother level of pressure and pain mixed in what he went through as a child and all the trauma that he had, like, and so although he is an inspiration and we can take some admiration and inspiration from that, we have to run our own walk. We have to fight our own fight. You know what I'm saying? Just because DMX cuss and do all this stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a believer too. Like I can, I can do the same things. Like, but if you know better, then you do better. You don't, point to somebody else and be like, well, they're doing it. Why can't I do it? But the question is, do you know better though? Do you know better? Okay. So let's, let's, let's try to do better. Okay. Things will happen. You will <laughs> eventually fall and have those, but then know I missed the mark, you know, know that I missed the mark, not that, oh, well, it's fine. Let me just keep doing what I'm doing. Okay. No, I missed the mark. My bad. Okay. I'm going to try to do better. I want to I wanted to put DMX in the forefront just because I don't know if I gave a shout out to his uh, family, just prayers and and love for his family for that. Actually, I'll just go ahead and pray for that right now. Uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for uh, Earl DMX Simmons and his life and all uh, that he brought to this world. Father God, all the the good and uh, professing your name, Lord, because we know all things do work together you know, for your good father. And I want to pray for his, his loved ones, his uh, close friends and family, those that actually knew him personally, pray for them during this time, pray that they, 
you know, are comforted. They have strength, Father God. Um, give them all the wisdom that they need to to move forward during this period. And all DMX kids. Um, I'm not sure exactly how many, but I know he had more than 10 to 12 kids. I think one report I saw 17 or so, 16 or 17. So just be with them, Father God. Allow people in their life to show them the way that they need to go. Just be with them, Father God. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.